You're listening to the Overeaters Anonymous Mid-Peninsula Podcast. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. For more information, please visit oamidpeninsula.org. Hello, everyone. My name is Sylvia. I'm a grateful member of Overeaters Anonymous. Um, I, I'm so glad you guys had all that business because Fana, thank God, saved me. I was freaking out because I couldn't find the links and the meetings and I was just like, so while you guys were taking care of all that, I was just breathing and grounding a little bit, <clears throat> uh, which I needed because I did not, I don't like to be late and I thought I, anyway. Um, I'm going to just, the first thing I'm going to do, I can't, I don't know how to screen share, but my sponsor sent me this this morning. I don't know if you can see it. It's a little girl hugging herself. And underneath it, it says, the more room I make for self-love, the more room there is for God. And this is how I started my day today. So I'm just wanted to share that with you guys because I thought that was really cute. Um... So um, I came in. I came into OA in 1985, which I think, if the math is right, was 36 years ago. Um, my top weight was somewhere over 200 pounds, and I apologize, Thana. I could not find my photo. I don't know what I've done with it. Um, I lost most of my photos in the 1991 Oakland firestorm, and I had one photo of myself at over 200 pounds, and I used to carry it around at face-to-face -face meetings, you know, to, to share, and I couldn't, I couldn't find it. I don't know where it is. So anyway, I, you'll just have to take my word for it. <laughs> um, my lowest weight was 129 pounds um, when I was um, stressed out and um, uh and about to get married and working like 80 hour weeks. And uh, I was at that weight for about two seconds. Um, but um, I've sort of been at my 135-ish um, now for, I don't know, probably 25 years or so. Um, so I don't know what the number, I, I, I didn't do the math on exactly how many pounds I've released, but you know, somewhere around 70, I think is probably about right. Um, and I just briefly, um, I came into OA, not so much because I had realized that I had a problem, but because a very close friend of mine in college had a problem. I, I thought I didn't have a pro I mean, I didn't know what problem I had yet. Um, my friend was obviously obese, and so I went. She wanted me to come with her, and so my codependency, thank you God, got me into OA. So I came to my first meeting for my friend. I cried through the entire first meeting, and I found my home. I stayed. She left. So life sometimes, um, you know, 
when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade, I suppose. So um, I'm very, very grateful that my codependency got me into OA. Um, I, it was the first time that I felt like I, um, it was the first time in my life that I heard other people talking about their food, relation, their relationship with food uh, in a way that, that I could understand because um, I didn't know anybody else who ever had binged the way I did. I didn't know anybody else who um, had tried to stop binging uh, by throwing food in a garbage can and then, you know, a couple hours later going back in the garbage can to try to find the food. I had never, you know, before coming to OA, I thought that I was, you know, uh, a weird, I, you know, I didn't know what was wrong with me, but um, obviously uh, food was a problem. And um, my, uh, interestingly, I didn't start compulsively overeating until I was about 13, but I always felt, I, ironically in that year, um, I think puberty, I'm sure, sort of made my addictive personality come out to some degree. But also, it was the year that my mother told me that my father was um, had bipolar disease, that he was manic depressive. That's what they used to call it. And I had hated my father for years. And because of his rage-aholicness and his... his um, uh, the difficulty that I had understanding why he would explode the way he did when he did, there was often nothing I could figure out. But, you know, I spent my early years trying to um, walk on eggshells to try to make sure that I kept myself safe and, and my mom safe. Luckily, he, he never actually, um, there wasn't any physical violence, but the emotional tension was always just uh, at, at a max. Um, and so I felt incredibly guilty, uh, about the way that I had felt for my dad. And, um, I, you know, I don't know, it was the coincidence of so many different things. Cause I don't believe it's anybody's, I don't think it's my parents' fault or anything like that, but you know, my compulsive DNA, probably the fact that I started feeling this horrific guilt that I didn't know what to do with. And the fact that that same year, I also decided to stop. Five thank you, to church, because um, I had been a really spiritual child, and um, I didn't like the priest at my parish, and I kind of threw out the baby with the bathwater, and so I think my lack of, my, my all of a sudden letting go of my spiritual being as well was kind of the perfect storm for me to pick up the food to self-medicate. So I, um, I'm a garden variety compulsive overeater. I was a quantity eater. I liked uh, salty, crunchy things. Um, therapists have told me because I was so angry, probably at myself for feeling so angry and hating my dad, but you know, whatever, it's all. Um, but I needed, I needed to, to crunch my way through um, lots of evenings so that I could not feel, I guess, you know, the, the feelings that I felt. So anyway, fast forward, I, um, I was always an overachiever. I was always, you know, a very codependent, always glomming on to, um, boys and men and, and, you know, 
hoping that this relationship was going to make me feel okay. Um, and that hole, you know, that God hole that we talk about was never filled. It was never filled by food. It was never filled by relationships. It was never filled by achievement. Um, it was finally filled when I rediscovered a higher power in Overeaters Anonymous. So I'm incredibly grateful for that, needless to say. Um, I also like to talk about this. Uh, I, it took me about seven years to actually get abstinent. So my current abstinence goes back to about 1992, I guess. Um, and uh, it wasn't until I started going to another 12-step program to work on my codependency much more um, specifically that I was able to actually um, stop compulsively eating. And I'm also incredibly grateful for that. Um, my food plan is... Um, is not like yours. It's very different, but that's okay. Uh, what I what I believe is that um, there are an infinite way. There there is an infinite number of ways for people to um, find their way in twelve step programs, and I'm so incredibly grateful that um, you know we all just get to practice these principles in all our affairs and work on the steps and the traditions and hold each other's hands through um, through life. And um, so I guess what I, so finally I was able to truly finally stop uh, picking up the food on it because those first seven years I lost all my weight um, and I was following a, a gray sheet, which I'm sure most of you guys have heard of. And I had a sponsor and I was working the steps and doing all that stuff, but I was still picking up the food. And um, so for me, um, once I started that other program, I was able to uh, finally release the, the food. And um, I think what I want to do is just kind of fast forward to, um, to today, because I, I, I work the steps many different times with many different sponsors. Um, and today, it's about, you know, it's about maintenance. It's about doing the things that I need to do to not go back to um, putting food in my mouth when um, when the going gets rough. And, I, and I, I have to say I'm incredibly grateful that I have not had a craving in many, many, many years. I can't actually even remember the last time I had a craving. And I'm incredibly grateful. The, the grace of that is not lost on me every single day. Um, so so my my recovery toolbox is kind of what I go back to talking about is um, I started with self-compassion and I have to say that that is actually one of the best tools that I have to practice for myself self-acceptance and self-compassion because I can be um, I, I can be horrifically mean to myself and um, that has been something that I've learned in these rooms from you know other people. I'm very very grateful because that's a tool that I have to practice on a daily basis. You know the other wonderful things. I'm sure you guys all know them. You know halt when I'm hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. I gotta I gotta stop and make a phone call, uh, do some journaling, take a nap. Um, you know. Ten. Thank you. Um, you know, do something that will help uh, help me feel full rather than going to the food. 
Um, I have, I'm, I'm a very active phone person, both because I have about seven sponsees right now, but also because I make outreach calls and I have people that I talk to whenever I start feeling uh, discomfort about something or the fee a feeling that is uncomfortable. Um, I find I hear God's voices, God's voice through your voices, and that helps me a lot. Um, I use positive affirmations. My, my three favorite ones at the moment are, my self-worth is not determined by my spouse's tone of voice. God's will is not an emergency. And I'm willing to speak my truth today. And the last one that I've, these are my four favorites right now. The last one is, today I have everything that I need and most of everything that I want. Um, I heard that at a meeting and I asked the fellow if I could, if I could take that on and he said, great, so I can use it without feeling like I'm, you know, stealing something from someone. Um, food plan, I'm not going to go into because very different from, from yours, but that's okay. Sponsorship, like I said, I have about, I think six or seven sponsees. Lately, I've been a temporary sponsor too. So I'd like been talking to a lot of newcomers and get people started on the steps and then try to, you know, get them to find someone who's maybe a little more available. And I have a sponsor. Um, I talk to my sponsees for a half an hour every week and we work on, usually we try to work on steps and that's what I work on with my sponsor as well. Um, because of all that, I end up reading a fair amount of literature. Um, I love both the steps and the traditions. I try to go to step meetings, or meetings that talk about steps and traditions. Um, I use my God box. Um, I use prayer meditation. Uh, my favorite meditations are Metta and Tonglen, which are Buddhist meditations that um, again, are a lot about um, both self-compassion and about compassion, sending compassion and, and um, to, to, to the outside world, which help ground me. I use gratitude lists. Um, I like to s sort of remind myself of words that are positive words, like compassion, peace, ease, abundance, words that my brain doesn't just like automatically use, um, but I, I read some of my, also my um, non 12 step, but um, spiritual community literature that has, you know, wonderfully spiritual positive words. Um, I, I like the, the action plan that we have um, and meetings, of course. Um, so I think those are, those are, you know, those are what I, what I do. Um, I, I, I only go to about two regular meetings a week, but because I have six sponsees and a sponsor for a half an hour each, I'm not sure what the math is, but as we know, two two or more is a meeting. So I, I certainly um, live and breathe and, and, and love um, talking about steps and traditions in the program because um, I'm human, so I'm not perfect. My life is not perfect. Um, I sure like being a normal body size. I like Last night I went out for the first time in a really long time and I put on a skirt that I hadn't worn in three years and it fit. And I have to admit, I really like that because before OA, I was, you know, like, you know, between 150 and 200 pounds, depending on what diet I was on, depending on what I binging I was doing. And 
you know, I never knew what, what size I was going to be. So I have to admit that that's wonderful. But the thing that I am just, you know, the most grateful for is that on a daily basis, I have you all, I have the tools, I have God, I have um, ways to live my life differently and keep learning to, to live my life differently as things come up. And I'm, yeah, I am, I love, you know, honesty, openness, and willingness. I, I love that how statement. I, you know, it's just those three things are principles that I try to live my life by. Um, and um, I, I, I'm just incredibly grateful one day at a time. I am absolutely living a life beyond my wildest dreams. And, um, and uh, yeah, I think I'll just leave it at that. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you.